The Redskins appear to be in big trouble, but we do have the soothing words of Hall of Fame coach Joe Gibbs to carry us through the holiday weekend. Welcome to the DMV Sports Roundtable with George Wallace. I'm Dimitri Sotis. We have D.C. area sports writer Chris Chase joining us on Skype. And guys, you would think the New York Giants were the New England Patriots. All of a sudden, between the injuries, Jordan Reed out now, uh, suddenly Thanksgiving night does not appear very appetizing at all. No, it doesn't, and it's a shame because if, uh, you know, you hold on to that lead last Sunday, then all of a sudden you're looking at a the beginning of a, a real playoff push at five and five. Now you're four and six. Four more guys on IR. Jordan Reed's still out, as you mentioned, and maybe forty thousand people in this arena tomorrow night. So it's just not it's it's not going to be a good end to the Thanksgiving Day. And you just worry about look, this team has been a resilient bunch under Jay Gruden since he's been here, and I will give them that. But talking to guys this week, I mean, just just down and out. And you you can imagine why. I mean, the way things went down on Sunday, it took a team effort to lose that game Sunday, and they managed to do it somehow. But guys are just down and out. But they still know that they have to get ready to play, and it's been all mental this week. They haven't had a practice because he can't, really. Number one, because of the injuries, and number two, the body. So they've had a couple of walkthroughs. It is the Giants, so you do have a lot of familiarity with them because it is a division foe, but, uh, you know, they'll go out there and I just, you know, I, I think they will come out and play just because that's who they've been. They haven't been out of a game yet, but I just don't know their heart really going to be in it. I mean, it's the Giants and, you know, look, the Giants are screwing up their draft pick by winning over Kansas City last week. So we'll see <laughs> what happens uh, Thursday. Yeah, the suddenly reeling Chiefs who have really lost their grip on top of the AFC West may even blow that division lead to the um, to the uh, Chargers. And that's one of those games you look back where the Redskins had a chance to win on that Monday night. Josh Dotson, uh, who has played well this year, had that drop in the end zone. And that's just one of so many what ifs that Redskins fans are taking into the Thanksgiving holiday. I mean, on Sunday, I can't decide if that was the worst loss that the Redskins have. I can't decide how long it's been since the Redskins have had a worse loss. The uh, wild card loss to Seattle in 2000 after the 2012 season, when the Redskins had a 14 nothing lead, then everyone realized that Robert Griffin III was hurt, except seemingly Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> and they left him in. And uh, you know the Redskins still had a fourth quarter lead before eventually losing. That was a crushing loss, and it had a very long term impact on the team as obviously Griffin got hurt and was all in for week one in 2013 and then just disaster struck and Shanahan supposedly cleaned out his office in five minutes and the organization took years to recover but that game you could tell from about the second quarter on that the Redskins were going to lose that grasp that they had they were hanging on for dear life this game uh, with the 15 point lead, with that touchdown to sprinkle when they took the 15 point lead, uh, when they got to the third and one after P Ryan had those two great runs on first and 10 and then something like second and four and avoided tacklers, uh, and got the Redskins in position to make one play to win the game. And then at the end, when, uh, was it Fuller who had the non-interception George? It was Fuller, yeah, right? Fuller with the hand, the, uh, finger on the face yeah, mask. Right. Yep. He had one, his index finger in the face mask, uh, you know, picked off a, a Drew Brees pass. You figure the game was over. Uh, uh, my buddy Dan Steinberg wrote in the Washington Post that, you know, at that point there was a 0.00000% chance that the Redskins were going to lose the game because there wasn't any uh, laundry on the field. You didn't see a flag. And so to lose that game in that way, uh, and then obviously the intentional grounding, which, you know, has become sort of a, a, a panacea for everybody here in Washington. They want to look toward that as the reason they lost. There was a lot more reasons they lost than that. And they were still 
only on the 34 yard line when yeah, when that, uh, was that no guarantee. penalty came in. That was no guarantee he was going to hit a 51 yarder. I mean, it's you know that's where they were, right? Isn't that where it was? Yeah, it was. I mean, it would it would have been a 52 at that. Yeah. Where they were. And yeah, Nick Rose was due. And I mean, we were saying it during the game, George, that Nick Rose was kind of due for a miss. And, you know, it it seems that every Redskins kicker who has a nice long stretch of made field goals or extra points misses the one in the crucial Mm -hmm. moment. You could see that that could have been the one. They also could have had a couple more yards. It could have been a 40 yarder, a 45 yarder, even closer. But, you know, that stems back from the use of the timeouts. Uh, The one that was challenged from the Redskins booth on the clearest catch I've seen this year. And then a wasted timeout that they had when the Redskins were trying to uh, to you know get into the end zone uh, for that 15 point lead. And you you look at those those decisions and you look at some of the plays and you said, well, the Redskins played not to lose. And the third down call certainly suggests that. And the timeouts, if you if the Redskins weren't thinking that Drew Brees future Hall of Fame quarterback playing at home with a great offense this year, a dynamic offense and a defense that was not playing particularly well on Sunday, but had done well in the fourth quarter. If they didn't believe that there was a chance Drew Brees couldn't get 15 points in a couple minutes and they didn't see that there was the opportunity for them to possibly have the ball with a minute left uh, and needing to get down the field for a field goal to break a tie, then I don't know what sort of uh, long game Jay Gruden and his staff was playing. It was painfully obvious that this could happen and the Redskins were burning these timeouts and acting like uh, it was uh, stopping the the, the Saints uh, was the only option to winning. And I, it was just crazy decision making, especially in a game when Jay Gruden called for a fake punt inside the 20, basically. Inside and his own 20. Yeah, yeah. On his own 20, called the fake punt, surprised everybody. It was a great play. And you, you know, look at that play and he said, man, they're playing to win this game. And then later on, it was as if they weren't playing to win the game. And that's what – it's just this bitter taste and it, it's it's tough because this was a Thanksgiving day, the first Thanksgiving home game in history. Everybody was really looking forward to it. They would have been 5-5 five and five and right in the hunt. And now it's 4-6 and six, and you have the 2-8 and eight Giants coming to town and this is the worst – Winning percentage uh, for a Thanksgiving Day game in 11 years since oh. the two and eight since the two and eight Lions played the four and six Dolphins back in 2006, <laughs> which is kind of crazy if you think about how many bad Lions teams and bad Cowboys teams right. have been around since then. And look, so you'd say so the, the, to get to back to your point about playing to win. I, before the sprinkled touchdown, they were up eight points, and I remember thinking, and we were actually talking about it. Don't, you know, go win the game now. And sure enough, they went down the field, scored a touchdown. They didn't play. That was, I mean, to your point about playing to win the game with the fake punt, even on that possession, when they could have tried to run out the clock, they went down the field in four or five plays and scored a touchdown like they were going to win that game. So, you know, they did have that mindset. And then, you know, I thought Chris also brought up a good point that if you didn't think that Drew Brees had that in him, which he obviously did, and any just give him the slightest window, the That's slightest it. opportunity. I mean, it's not like he needed time to get down. If he get down the field in three plays, right? So on that fourth and one, I believe Mr. Chase said to to go for that as well. And I didn't get a chance to ask Jay Gruden because of the short week, and I wasn't in New Orleans. If there was any thought to him going for that fourth and one after P. Ryan got stopped, just because of the fact that Breeze could respond so quickly. My theory on the fourth and one, this is after P. Ryan got to the third and one. Then they had that very weird play where they ran him off the guard, sort of uh, inside the tackle, and Niles Paul just whiffed on a block of Manti Teo. It, it, 
it was almost as if the first two runs from Pirine set up a – you could tell that a bad run was coming on third down yeah. because he had made people miss on first and second down. So when you make a guy miss on first and you make a guy miss on second, it makes you think, well, I'm going to make this guy miss on third when really all he needed to do was go up the middle. But, yeah, about that fourth down, I mean, I don't think they probably considered it much at all, yeah. you know, if any. However, if the defense was going to play so soft on Drew Brees after punting – uh, away to the Saints, and they did. They dropped everybody back. They left the f- uh, middle of the field open, and they let the Saints get 15, 20, 25 yards before, quote unquote, buckling down on the yeah. 30, which is where the Redskins were. So if you if you were gonna let Drew Brees get back close to the red zone and then say this is what we're gonna play defense, then why not go try to win the game there? And it's just one of a dozen, two dozen what ifs from Sunday. And, and plus, that's when Holsey's feet were on the goal line, so the punt netted only 19 yards anyway. So if oh, it was only gonna gosh. be a 19, right? I forgot about that yeah. part. So if that was so, going to be a 19-yard punt, you might as well go for it. I mean, you obviously don't know it's going to be a 19-yard punt because I thought, I mean, Tressway put that ball perfectly. That landed yeah. inside the five. That was perfect. Yeah, you should have had it. You know, it's the same thing we've seen all year from the Redskins, not really knowing your position on the field, not knowing that the stick is at the 43 yard line on a third and seven and stopping six inches short. We've seen it all year from them. This was a a case of just moving back a couple inches. But yeah, I mean, that's exactly the point, as George says, is is they had to consider that that was also an option, that getting that 19 yard punt. while you you have to have confidence in your players and you have to act like every player is going to make the play when you need them to you can't play in fear but you have to in the back of your mind say okay this ball can get away this ball could be down to you know this ball could go into the end zone it could sail on him and that 19 yard punt is something that had to be considered for that fourth down it's another reason that they could have gone for it. and it was just one of these games where uh, they just couldn't decide it was a Jekyll and Hyde performance from the Redskins they were very aggressive then they were very very passive and that's to my point where it was a team loss, meaning everything that had to go wrong did, just from the little things you know, that, that, that took place. I mean, that everything had to fall into place for them to lose, unfortunately, and they did. So now we'll see how this team does respond. Like I said, they've been resilient under Jay Gruden. This, to Chris's point, may be the – I mean, I think this is the most devastating loss that he's had – Oh, yeah. Maybe not devastating oh, the right sure. word, crushing, crushing, devastating, whatever. So Both we'll of see. Those. Yeah. I mean, so we'll see. I mean, Jay just looks so beat up this week. I mean, they all did. And it's 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 taken a toll. And I can't imagine going through it, especially having that 15 point lead with all the injuries and all that you've overcome. If they hold on, then you're talking about the fake punt and and how uh you know ballsy of a call that was, and uh, you know, going down to win the game with the touchdown to sprinkle and so on and so forth. But it, it's that's just life in the NFL. It can change that quickly. And then all of a sudden, boom, four days later, you're playing a you know, a, a very equally injured Giants team that has been worse than the Redskins have been this year, but it's still an NFC East opponent, and it's four days later, and these guys have been banged up all year. Yeah. So even the ones who are quote healthy are going to be just totally, totally not, uh, you know, physically ready for this game. And the Giants will be the same way, too. I mean, it's an even playing field in that regard, given the fact that they're on four days rest as well. But it's just a, a tough situation for the team. And they've got the guys that are, you know, Tony Bergstrom's going to start at center. He was signed October 25th. He's played every position but center. I don't know if he's taken a live snap yet in a live practice of center. So, you know, with all the injuries and, you know, we'll kind of get to our next, 
We'll call him a guest. He was kind of a guest. Had it, so, so the NFL Network, the, the Football Life NFL Network show that that um, series, it's now in its seventh season. They've you know they profile greats in the league. So Joe Gibbs, his uh, show debuts this Friday night. So Joe was doing the uh, making the rounds media yesterday. So I had a chance to talk to the Hall of Famer. You talk about just awesome stuff. So we talked for a, a good amount of time. You'll be able to hear that interview in full on the website wtop.com. But I had to ask him about. This year's team and how I kind of got to it that, you know, they're kind of in their own body bag game because he experienced that that loss in Philadelphia. But about the injuries and if he's never seen if ever seen so many injuries before, but also he has been in this situation. The Redskins are in now four and six where they need to run the table. Joe's been in that situation a couple times and he talked about that with me. All that they've overcome is a testimony to the coaching staff and the front office being able to get guys that fill in there. I know what that's like mm-hmm. when you lose almost your whole offensive line and all the things that's happened to them to get players, to get them in, get them coached up. I, I got to tell you, if you think about all of training camp to get players ready to play. Well, the players that all of a sudden get thrown into that right now, they had none of that. It is hard. It is hard for coaches, players, fans, everybody. Yeah, I mean, and, and to his point about, you know, guys, like I said, they, Kirk Cousins was meeting offensive linemen in the locker room before the right. game a couple weeks ago. And it seems we're into a new cycle of that. Yeah, well, this week, we definitely Which are. took a, some people by surprise, I think. Absolutely, yeah, because, you know, two other two two starting offensive linemen placed on injury reserve this week in Spencer Lau and Sean Laval. Trent Williams obviously still isn't right, and this team's playing three games in 12 days, so we're going to see there. But Joe also went on to talk about, you know, the season really isn't over yet because of uh, where they are and, you know, what it could take 10 wins to get into the postseason. So last year I coached there. We had to win four in a row to get in the playoffs, and that's kind of where they are now. I, I would say this. I don't know. I saw the list of people that are hurt. Yeah. And literally, I don't know if anybody else has gone through that. Hopefully, we just all of us as Redskins fans have got to hope some way they can tack this thing together. And on Thursday, you know, would be a first big step, get that thing, and then take a little breath, hopefully uh, get a breather there for about 10 days. Get that thing. Joe, isn't I he? Love isn't it. That, don't you love hearing Joe Gibbs' voice? Get that thing. Tack that thing together. <laughs> you know, I would never disagree with Joe Gibbs on anything. He could tell me the sky was red, and I'd say, <laughs> yeah, I think it is, Coach. I think it is. Uh, and, you know, I, I do see that path opening. It is very tough in the NFC because unlike other years where there's a lot of middling teams, yeah. this year the teams are a little better than middling. You have the Panthers who are sitting at um, you know at, at seven and three. Uh, you have the Seahawks six and four. The Redskins do have the head-to-head win, uh, and the, they're both in second place. Detroit is at six and four in second place. So there's a lot of teams to leap, but we always see it. These teams come back to the pack and. Uh, you know, nine and seven, ten and six is probably what's going to get in. The Redskins could do it. You could totally see this team. Everyone has jumped off the bandwagon this week. Everyone says the season's over. The injuries are piling up. They they lost it when uh, you know the intentional grounding was, was the end of the year. And we'll see if Kirk Cousins comes back. Let's start planning for the off season and and thinking about the draft. 
I feel like I almost guarantee that they are going to beat the Giants, <laughs> go, to, go to Dallas and win that game. Yeah. And it's going to be six and six. And Carolina will have lost two in a row or you know, Detroit will have stumbled and everyone will see this path. And then they'll go to L.A. and lose on a Philip Rivers 60 yard touchdown pass <laughs> with 10 Chargers. seconds left. Just two things to say, really. Happy Thanksgiving and God help us. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, WTOP.com or the WTOP. TOP mobile app. Thanks for listening. Have a great holiday weekend for Chris and George. I'm Dimitri. We'll catch you next time.